Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast, and today is one of the first of our new transatlantic relationship with uh, with Vancouver, and especially with, with Red FM as well. So today, it, it only had to start in one place. Somebody I've been trying to get on for quite a while now. I managed to pin him down when, when I just come back from Vancouver. He is one of the best uh, UK exports to have gone over to uh, to that side of the of the world. He's a musician. He's a producer. He's a an artist. Um, I can't say much more than that. Uh, welcome, Nick Chalia. <laughs> thank you very much, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, man. Well, this thank is you. a weird experience, isn't it? Because it's normally the other way around, where you're kind of interviewing people as well. Now it's your turn. Totally, totally. I know it's uh, it's it's weird, uh, and even when even when we were lining all this up and everything. Um, I was even then kind of dating, thinking about it myself. I was like, it's usually the way around, man. Because I just got to get any kind of thing right. So, <laughs> but it, but it is it is quite rare though, Nick. Because like when you uh, you know when I was trying to do some research on you and uh, what's around online, there's not that much info. But everyone knows about you. But there's not kind of, and I think this is consistent with a lot of people that there's, there's some of their stories and their kind of traveling history is not anywhere to be uh, to be found. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I've always been one of those kind of guys that's always in the background kind of thing. Um, I've never been in the forefront, um, so I've always been that way. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of my friends that you know that you've already interviewed to these guys, as you can tell, all these guys are always in the background. Nobody was in front of of, of the camera kind of thing. It's just the way. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. I think. I guess. <laughs> I kind of, th- I kind of say they they're more kind of king makers than kings, and they hang around in the background and. Being seeing it, seeing all the cycles of change and music, yeah. Stuff. I, I would say so. I mean, yeah, for sure, definitely. When I was like, uh, a Brutus Jack Puzzle, a very good friend of mine, uh, one of my inspirations and stuff. And uh, I was listening to his podcast, and same with him as well. We've always been in the background, we've always made people given people a lime like other, and I think that's you know, it, it's it's been uh, it, it's, it's been a blessing in disguise for us, kind of thing, for what we've been doing for so long. Do you think the times I was actually sitting back today and I was thinking about it that this is quite controversial, Nick, and I'll I'll get into I'm just want to get your opinion at this point to kind of set it up for later. But I don't think there's any real artists out there anymore. I think what what you've got now is a uh, content creators, all YouTubers, all kind of social media. I think very rarely are you getting a singer anymore or a musician. No, I think I think I think there's still I think there's still talent out there. Uh, I mean, there's, there's there's lots of fresh talent coming, especially from Canada, man. Especially where I'm from now, um, there's a massive, massive buzz of of so many new kids that are just coming up and just and just killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the who AP's killed it. He was uh, Victoria, which is an island away. 
uh, one of the biggest superstars, AP, he was like, he's from BC. Uh, we've got some new kids that are really doing well out on this side as well. So I think there's a lot of new music. There are a lot of new artists coming out. And I think um, whether whether they train or whether they get to that level kind of thing, whether they, what they get and how they maintain it is the next thing. But they, I think there's, there, is, there is a lot of talent out there, uh, a lot of potential artists out there for sure. I can't just set you up with that question to warm you up then. So I knew because <laughs> we already discussed that. <laughs> I wanna I wanna go back and go back to your kind of journey within the UK. So like your uh, your dad had a clothing company um and wanted to get you into kind of the family business at that point. What made you go away from that and go into into music? Oh man, I mean the first Recollection of me of, of being any any kind. Of, excuse me, one second. It's my dog. This is Ali, by the way. He always likes to be in the middle of conversations and stuff. Anybody said the video, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my first things I, I, I recall was um, I was born in Hansworth, right? Uh, one of my first uh, things was that in, in school, there's a school called Walford School, Walford yep. Primary School behind Soho and Godwin, kind of thing. So I, I grew up going there. And one of the things that we had was we knew morning, the morning assemblies, there'd be somebody playing music in the corner. And those days, almost every morning was an assembly, budget, there'd be a prayer and this and that. Yeah. So I used to be one of those in that corner. And, and so I had my first you know, thing of getting into, into getting into music and stuff. My dad was uh, you know, in, in the clothing business, right? All the ladies working and stuff. And there's constantly music playing in the background. Constantly, constantly music being played in the background. And that's where I think the music kind of thing came from. Um, and then I did actually hold much of that. The other one was um, you know, being being a kid when Belinda Sofri Baji came to England. Yeah. Back in the 80s, I would guess, or whatever, 70s, I would say. 70s, I would say. One of the first jobs I think he had was working for my dad uh, yeah. in, in the clothing business. So I so, was so always growing up with singers and musicians. Um, I don't know the bar that's basically growing up, up and up by Jen, uh, the pubs and stuff. Um, there used to be these, the, 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 the pub nights were men's men used to go for pub nights and there'd be music playing every so often and this and that. So basically, just from there, just from there, you kind of got on with it. And then one thing led to another, and you know, sitting at home. Uh, I actually started playing though. Believe it or not, uh, I actually started playing keyboards late. Um, I actually first was getting like um, a drum machine and stuff like that, and, and getting my dad's vinyls and playing drums on those and stuff. Um, I don't know about and then that was it. So did you have like did you have like a did you have like a teacher or any ustad or anything for? Not, keyboard, not, you kind of nominated to be a keyboard player in a band and you didn't really have a choice. Is that right? <laughs> That's exactly what happened, yeah. And I'll tell you what happened. Um, uh, Bruta Jackpal and Bali Jackpal. Uh, I'm sorry, we, went to, we were at the same school. Uh, ba uh, Bali was in my year. Bruta was a year ahead of me. And another cousin, so like Jackpal, uh, up and up at Jensen. Um, so what happened was, one of, the, one of the morning, again, one of these school morning assemblies, these guys are performing. They had a school band, right? And uh, I can't remember what it was. I think Milab Junior or something or something like that. Yeah. yeah so, so basically, from, we saw them, and then from there, from there, the group of, of our lads was basically like, okay, 
you're playing keyboards, you're playing Tolkien, you're doing this and this and this, and then that was it, <laughs> basically. Uh, and then that's the school band stuff. And then, yeah, from there, watch Bruto quite inspired me quite a bit. Uh, and then never did anything professional from there. Every so often pulled it out, started remixing my dad's vinyls again, uh, kind of thing. And then that was it. It was, it was never, never, never a thing of being a going into being a professional, having this career. It was always dad got the business. Uh, you know, I'm the oldest son. I'll be taking over. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessed journey. Simple as that, man. <laughs> I got picked up by the Lushes in um, who introduced, um, as you know, we introduced the, the artist uh, back in the day, um, got me in touch with Pip and Jay, who I'm still very, very closely compromised. Um, and then, yeah, so basically, it was just a crazy, crazy career, man. Nick, do you recognise his picture? Oh. <clears throat> that was... That's Bali and Buta in there and Jet Jagpal. I could... Barely see. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The jet. Yeah, That's yeah. a school band. That's a school band, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's very difficult for people outside of um, kind of UK to try and understand that within the two, like two square miles of Hansworth was virtually the whole uh, of UK Pongra starting point. The whole hog man. There, there was massive, massive, especially from Hansworth man. Um, as as I was growing up, there was the, the likes of uh, uh, you know all, all the Hansworth crew. The, 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 you know you had the Abraski to the names now. Yeah, as as well as those, I'm talking about my genera generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys were ahead of obviously. They were, but in, in terms of my generation, we had like Buta uh, on keyboards from a Satarang and stuff. Um, and then we had like all the all the Havana Havana boys, the hardcore Havana boys and stuff. So Tom Z was everywhere. So I was, I was influenced with a lot of crazy musicians, but yeah, man, there was some, there is some crazy talent from, from Birmingham, Hansworth, man. So, with, you know, so, you know, you're learning, you're messing about, you're getting into kind of some of the kind of back productions or anything. When did you kind of, did you try and move into like more mainstream at, at, at a younger age or when did you get your first opportunity or was it just TSB when the Lord of was part of Golden Star at, at, at one stage? Was that I, um, I mean, if I if I recall going back, I think the first. I mean, yes, I played keyboards, but I also played drums as well. And drums was a very big passion of mine, and I really really enjoyed drums. I actually then wanted to be a drummer at one point before the keyboards is that in fact. And uh, and I used to go. I remember, like I said, growing up, going with dad to pubs and this and that, and there'd be singers there, and every so often there'd be somebody with a drum kit, and then I, you know, being a little kid. You know, I'll jump on, kind of a thing. And I remember um, a few couple of gigs. It was just just on his dad. Because I think he's yeah, he's a singer and he's they had a drum kit or something. And I remember being young and jumping on drum kit with those guys back in the day and stuff. So I I never thought of becoming professional into this. But when it happened, it was it was weird. Um, you know, like I said, I was I was just at home playing my own. I, I did my own stuff at home. Never did anything other than that. Um, Pip and Jay. Uh, Pip Daliwal, Jay Sandu, um, they needed a, a keyboard player for uh, with the Lodge Body. Suki had just left them. Suki Chand had just left them, and uh, they were like, Nick, okay, we need, need another keyboard player. We hear you play keyboards. I just, and basically, I just went in, tried it out, and 
and, and basically that was it. <laughs> but then Pivin Benuhas, they laughed at me afterwards. Like, Nick, the only reason you got into the band was your dad had a big van, <laughs> right? So when we had shows and stuff, they would be like, okay, at least we can use your dad's van to get to shows and stuff. So we just laugh at that. But the thing is, needs most that, of it. <laughs> that's where it started from. Um, and then even then, my, my dad was just, you know, Kala, my dad just thought of his chonka. Well, the kids doing it, chocolate, they be a phase, and, and you know, 32, 33, 35 years later, I'm still, still stuck here. I remember uh, seeing one of your rare interviews where uh, I'm jumping forward a little bit, where your mom used to say to you, Oh, you know, you've done, your, you've had your little playtime in Canada, come back now and get a proper job. Were you still getting that? Were you still getting that pressure at that time as well? I'm getting it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm still today getting it now. I, I still do. My mom's always just like, and my mom. I mean, I've been in Canada now, almost twenty years now. Um, in, in almost twenty years, and my mom's only been here once to visit. And so up until then, she was just like, okay, Tiga, he's He's doing the radio. Uh, she's doing the, you know, he's doing the music and stuff. Shankurekada, whatnot. But then when she came here, then she actually saw that okay, the radio station is. A, a big setup, um, you know, the band and stuff, and, and, and stuff, anyway, things, everything's good, kind of thing. So then she was like, okay, kind of thing. I know where my son is. Uh, but yeah, the, up until a long time, she was saying, you know, <laughs> what, what was the, what, what was the, some of the key bits that you remember of the bands at that time then? So what year are we talking about then? And like, from your memory, when you, when, when you kind of recall some of your, um, interactions with other bands i got a bad memory man i started um <laughs> i started wow uh, possibly 90 1990 91 i think no hold on yeah probably about that but then that's wow. where i got into tsb and that's where i kind of started um I forgot the question now. <laughs> no, no. So, like, you know, what were some of your key memories of remembering about Sorry, yeah. in being a band? I forgot your question now. I'm bad with memory. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay, old Asia. It was always a blast. It was, it was one of the key things that we, that I, I found was brilliant from that those days was the the, the fun rivalry we had um, with, with bands, the banter, I think, the, the challenges we used to have. Um, the healthy, friendly competition we used to have and everything. Um, it just used to be a blast. The, the night times, going to the gigs, going back early in the hours in the morning, uh, all, all the standard stuff. Yeah, it was. It was a blast. It was. It was. It was. You know, living. You know, a, a rock star life kind of a thing. It was weird. You know, rock, you know, you, you finish work at one job and go straight to a gig, and then back in the morning, you're back in the back in the job kind of thing. Right? So, but it was. It was a, it was, it was a crazy rock star kind of a life, but it was, it was fun. You know, all, all the guys going with everybody, um, everybody pushed each other in a, in a positive way, and it, it was, it was fun. It was good, good. You know, nineties music was was probably the best era out there, man. Yeah, I mean, because like the reason why I, I wanted to do this is, is, is for the kind of the comparison in it because you, you left to go to Canada just as when the the live scene, the live scene was starting to die off with the bands. And so yeah. you, so you almost get like a second journey, in when you see it in Canada, because where you can see how it's ramping up now. That music scene, the the population, the community is there, and you know the music's going to be around there and dominate for another twenty years at least. 
100%. like can you see similarities from when you're here now to when you were starting off totally 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 100 man um yeah it, it i mean even the, the whole idea of me coming to kansas when, when i did originally plan this all out was to come here and do music full-time open up a studio and this and that and and just basically full-time into this the radio station was not part of the radio never came until later on uh, but it was like setting up radio, uh, setting up a recording studio uh, with a friend of mine, um, bringing on the new talent from Canada. Um, what was what was the signs then? What was what was the th- so two questions? Why did you want to why did you want to leave the UK? And the second one was why did you know a hundred percent that that was the key thing? Because there was no there was very few acts at that time, and the music was a different style. Let's say it was a lot of remixes and stuff out there. You know, to take that gamble, see the vision of that. And also take a brave decision to emigrate. What were the key key bits? I, I think I think a lot of that I'll I'll put on Pip Daddy well. Uh Pip, Pip and I grew up together from the the, the Lotion days, uh with Golden Star and so forth. And and, and basically um he got married to somebody here. Uh, and then uh, and basically then he decided he's gonna move here. So when he came here, he played all, he'd done weddings and set up a, a dance crew and this, that. So he was still in the industry. And he said, he thought to himself, well, you know, this is, this is obviously the future of the way things are going. And he's the one who got me to come over and visit him, see what was happening here. There's no studios. Music kind of thing was slowly, slowly building. It wasn't as hot as it is now, uh, but it was getting there. Uh, but he was, I would say he's on the first visualized that, yeah, Candace going to be the next place. Then obviously when I came here, it's just all that. And, and, and I can see exactly that, that there is, there was no music hub here. You know, we had the subject Gmas, we had the Hubbajan Mons, the, the Jazzy B budgets and stuff, but they were technically they were out of here. They were living in India and performing in India back then. Um, so they were hardly, right? there, was, there was many singers around, but there was nowhere to go, no musicians. Tell like few musicians, but nothing like the UK thing. It was very unorganized kind of thing. It was very, uh, you know, the low stage, the low kind of thing. Whereas UK is a bit more organized and stuff. So basically, I just took that element, applied it here, and and it's kind of and this is know, kind of like kind of pre- this is like very early internet. So you can't even share a lot of the music or anything around at that time. Yeah. I I mean I I came to Canada two thousand three, um, and here if I recall. I don't think, they, I mean, like I said, we did have the Kes Mokans and Sabi Jimas and Jazzy Bipajis and stuff like that, but, but they were more, at that time, they were more India. They'll come here during the off seasons and stuff with the families and stuff, but majority of the time, they were, but there was nothing locally, a few million here and there, uh, local singers and stuff. I only remember like and, DJ APS. I used to hear his, his stuff for that. Yeah, he was, he was, he was I think he was, he's Toronto based. I, I just Trump. class it the same at that point, you know. Obviously, we, 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 know, we know the rival. We don't worry about that. <laughs> he's he's trying to play. He's trying to based. Um, um, I've never met him, but yeah. So, so music was, it was it was fresh again. It was again. It was yeah. I watched the whole industry grow up here again, and it was really reliving it again. Right. So it's it's you know being born twice and reliving life twice. Yeah. So you know, obviously, when you you've gone through the the life cycle let's say of the live scene in the in the uk um and you, when you're hanging around with other artists and other bands the your creativity flows but if in 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 canada did that 
did that stifle? Did that stumble? Because you're not surrounded by that whole scene. It's 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 hit or miss. You could be you first come over, you could be isolated. You you're on your own. There's not that much scene there. How did you kind of keep yourself? It's all right. How do you keep? How did you keep yourself kind of creatively active? Um, I did then sit constantly on YouTube looking for UK videos oh. and Facebook and, and watching live shows and stuff like that. Uh, I I still and I, and I still do I still miss those. Like, anytime there's any kind of concert happening, anything live in the UK, um, I'm I'm always on there on people's social media just trying to watch that vibe and stuff. Uh, it was hard. Um, there was a big challenge of when I came here trying to bring the UK vibe here and trying to introduce that here, whereas they were used to a different. It, it was it was a kind of a, you know there's there a big India influence that was happening here in the 2000s and then big artists from India influencing over here. And and, and 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 me coming here from England, there was that clash trying to get that music over here. Uh, so there was that big thing. And then the, then, then there was, uh, uh, with local musicians and local singers, there was that little um, from outside kind of a thing. Uh, not that it stopped me. I mean, I'm good with everybody still. Uh, but there was that hurdle at the beginning. But how, did you, how, did you, how did you deal with that then? I get on with everybody, man. <laughs> Simple as oh, this. Because if you if you're like somebody, uh, you know, I've asked it a few times, especially producers. I like to dig in a little bit more. Where if you've got a singer and you're producing, that relationship between those two is very is obviously massively important because that's the yeah, chemistry yeah. in order to come out. But if you've got a diff, if you're trying to bring a different vibe and the singer's got a different vibe, like how did you deal with that? Especially when you got a class, uh, uh, sorry, a clash of cultures. Are you a UK guy, and that they might be, you know, a, a Canadian or Indian vibe? Yeah, I think I think for, for, I did. I didn't work with anybody and everybody. That was the first thing. If I if if I couldn't get my message across, get my vibe across, I think because I was I was at that time where I was yet to find my own sound as well. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find my sound living in Canada being influenced by the UK and then being in a country where India is Indian Punjabi music is really dominating here from from India kind of thing so it was it was, it was really hard trying to find my own sound from there um and I, and I would say only find it till later on with the band and stuff uh, but getting that it, it was hard and and, and, and being I, I, I gotta say I, I didn't work with everybody um simply because of stuff like that um and the people that i did work with were majority of the people that i did work with were new guys um in the Kuna, the band uh there's a new kid on the block back then you know, he's a guy called roger joel gagan sharma uh guys that i used to work with love and uh love and sanj signia uh, so, so there's a lot of local guys that i work with uh, and those are the guys that got me full on the buzz and, and got me Creatively trying to produce something different because they too were pushing me as well. So I think that way that was where my productions were. I think were uh, were different and out there kind of thing. Did you ever get close to going back to the UK because it weren't working out? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, mean you know, was happy, born, <laughs> she would have been. You know, um, at the age of thirty years old, born in England. Big. I got a big massive family, man. Massive, massive family in, in the UK. Uh, and and to leave a big close immediate family um, and pack your bags and just come over here kind of thing, um, leave my kid behind. I had a three year old daughter then as well. I had to leave my daughter behind. Um, yeah, it was it was a struggle. Um, it was it was hard. Many times I did you know 
think about coming back home, but uh, we just just kept just kept at him, man. I don't know what he was. I think just just yeah, just just jumped forward and just kept going, kept kept chugging along. Um, but it it was a challenge, you know. It's 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 it's. I would say it's a little bit easier maybe for the new kids nowadays, the students and stuff. Um, for them to come over and for them to adapt here and, and, and get on with stuff. For me, uh, being a little bit older, having a massive family kind of thing, coming back to coming to a country on my own uh, and living uh, living alone uh, was was tough kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do for your family. What, right? what was the turning point for you then? What was your big break then? Um, I would say I think I think the radio station was. Um, something that kept me driving forward, I think, kept my mind up stuff. Um, the radio session kicked off around 2006. Um, and then from, from, from there, kind of thing, because I was involved with the with the radio station from, from the construction days and yeah. applying for the radio station and stuff and so forth and so forth. Um, you know, I, I um, that, that kept, me, kept my mind going, uh, kept, me, kept me occupied, kept my mind going. And then, and then all the bar then, Obviously, the family came afterwards, uh, but the radio station kept me going. Uh, was, that a, was, that, was that an easier platform? You know, it was interesting what you said earlier about, you know, getting your the UK vibe. Was that an avenue for you to keep playing the UK vibe and trying to convince everyone, like, get people <laughs> used to the <this> sound? <laughs> I, I, I tried it. Um, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't go out playing with many bands when I came here. Um, I, it was the funny thing, I was actually thrown in on the deep end. Uh, when I when I landed here, I was like straight away. Debbie uh, Muxus, he had a, he had a tour in Canada, and uh, his one of his keyboard players from India never came, uh, and he was just like, "Okay, Nick, you play keyboards." And I was like, "I've literally just been in been in Canada um, a couple of months, and I did that, and then did this big massive show with." Uh, the ship the guild by Jews. I, I, I just want to ask you a really. I just, I just, I just want to ask you a really silly question. It's like, like, how did you pick up the the tracks and everything like that? Like, how did you know what the song was? Were you just you have to listen to the tape constantly or the play, or you just? Oh man, it was freestyling it. I mean, the, the the good thing with the India gigs, there's always there's always one India keyboard player. You know, and it's like I'm smarter. So, so you basically there. In, in my case, a lot of the cases, I'm there as a backup, backup second secondary keyboard player kind of thing. So for me, it was just easy kind of thing. I didn't, I didn't do the leads that so much. When it, when I did do leads, it, it was just a matter of just just jamming it, man. I don't know who the girl was. I don't know who Debbie was. Who he was until like you know, until I was coming to Canada. I grew back in England with with you know the with market sings and the Apanas Heats and and you know the H the and Chucky D's kind of thing. <laughs> Right, so coming coming over here and who's this little girl? Oh, he's the you know go sign up picture watch one of the other. Like, okay, <laughs> and then he looks well. Like, okay, <laughs> so you would just you would just flow along with just playing anything. Yeah, you just flow along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, just gonna flow along, man. You know, I mean, it was it was a different vibe then. Uh, it was a different sound, but you know, I was I was the backbone kind of thing, not not in front. Um, so so it worked. I wasn't there to be in lead and. So it actually worked out kind of thing perfectly. So where are you where are you starting to get? So you know, like uh, I'm trying to remember like the early days of kind of how when the BBC Asian Network came about on here, and then you had a lot of the local radio stations. Um, 
Right, right. At the time, there was a pirate radio station in like West Brom in the middle. There's an opera radio. Then there was like Radio yeah. Derby with like Polly Tank and was was still yeah, smashing right. there. I, I think we've yeah, kind yeah. of lost that radio, the the local radio sound within there. Yet it's still really big within in in Canada and that scene. Like, is how important is it for you to kind of keep that going as long as possible and having other local radio stations going, um, kind of staying alive as well. I mean, it's like, like we said, I mean, for me, like I said, coming from England, coming here with that shift is like going through a bit of a time machine. Um, so here, radio is fresh, or you know, was still fresh when we started off. Um, it was the only form of news and stuff. I mean, Hot Hot you got internet everywhere, you got YouTube and, you know, all the channels are available nowadays. But, you know, when we started off, radio was your form of communication, uh, which would have been like, Obviously, BBC and the Asian Network and stuff. It's become a norm for you guys now. Not many people, I guess, I listen to radio over there, I guess. Um, that's still radio I, still very popular here. I'll tell you what we've got a problem here. Is one, we've got a language issue. With Punjabi's being spoken less and less. And I feel sometimes okay. that connection with the, uh, with the music, you know, a lot of kids, uh, even myself, learn, Punjabi through listening to music um, mm -hmm. and that used to be predominantly on radio. Now when you listen to kind of radio, it's more talking. The quality of songs are not brilliant and it's less and less. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Bungla, if I'm honest. Um, and I don't really, you know, I don't hear, I don't hear a conversation with my mates or anyone. Oh, did you, did you catch this radio show on the weekend? That doesn't... If people want to listen to music, they'll go straight into kind of YouTube and stream it off. Where yeah. I, I felt, I think there's a, at least one or two generations for you guys to go through it over there in order to get to that level. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I could mean, be wrong. For sure. No, I think for sure. I mean, we do have, we, we still do have the older hardcore group that are, are radio listeners. Uh, we do have that workforce. Uh, there's a big, massive workforce that relies on the radio. We have a big workforce, truck drivers, taxi drivers, security, this, construction drivers. You know, I mean, I had my house painted uh, a couple of a couple of years ago, about a year ago, and uh, basically they were listening to Red FM here, and they, and they would say, this is how we listen to radio and stuff. Uh, so I think for here, because of, the, because of that workforce, radio still is going to be popular for us for a long time. Um, so I think for us, we're, we're, we're good. Yes, the new generation is on the smartphone. The, yes, the new generation is on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and stuff. But uh, I think we still got more time on on the radio stuff. But on but here, what we do on, on in terms of the radio session now is we digitally we're now pushing as much on digital now as well. Uh, for if, if, I, if I if I talk about the radio session for a second, yeah. um. You know, our, our radio station, you know, we're lucky we've got some great hosts and stuff and, and, and our radio maintained itself over the three cities. Uh, but now our thing now is we're pushing into digital. We're trying to get into digital more, digital platforms, YouTube videos, but all information content, uh, content. 
So that's the way we're going on that side. Um, and then also as well, we're trying to do the community stuff as well, getting involved in more gigs and more live concerts and stuff. So, you know, it's 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 still good out here already. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a couple of things that I've I, I've noticed. A lot of the bigger um, kind of Punjabi artists and stuff, they don't they don't do any of those interviews anymore. You know how before they would crave to go onto the BBC Asia Network. I would say yeah, and, uh, over the last year, like, I don't think Audela did an interview there. Daljeet didn't do an interview. Yeah. Uh, AP didn't do one. So it's like, you know how before everyone used to be, that was the stable one. I think people know that their own um, their own channels are a lot. Britasia's changed its model now to the kind of, um, I'm not sure how many of you actually watch the channel, but it's more about TMZ, kind of the Instagram, how that's kind of, that's changed it all. Is that something that yeah, you yeah. guys are, are, are looking at? Because I noticed on your feed, it is a lot more newsy rather than kind of the, the music. Is that a conscious decision? Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to go with the times and stuff. I mean, it's it's what people want. We, we've, um, you know, uh, we've got a strong social media team at the, the station and, and the constantly say that they're watching numbers and stuff. So the, we know what people want. You've, you've got to be, you can't just say, I want Aisadiyah and Aisadiyah. Uh, if, if for a business wise, you've got to look at the stats, you've got to look at the numbers, you've got to see what makes sense. Uh, so for a business, it's it's a different principle altogether. Whereas me, I'm for my you know my personal, I can put up what I want. For a business model, you've got to think smartly, you've got to think differently on that. So your content does have to matter to your to your fan base and to your listeners, and you go with what works for you. Um, and then with our, with our case, we know um, that a lot of our stuff, what we what you see on our social media, is what people want, kind of thing. This is the information they want. It's a lot of community information. Um, and yeah, it works for us. What you know, we've talked quite a lot of the positives there. So what are some of the challenges that you're facing within it though? With digital, I think I think the biggest challenge now, I think there's there's a there's a lot of other influences of of of, of social media that, that that are coming in that I personally don't think that should be there, kind of a thing. That cover up that you know. There's there's no limits to social media. Anybody could do anything and, and get away with it, kind of thing. There's no barriers on that. So they, that's the limitation of not the limitation. That's the the the, the negative side of social media and, and how you work. But in terms of how you market yourself and stuff, it, there, there is a simple business plan to it. Um, apply it and get on with it. Simple as that. It's there for you, right? You, <laughs> it's you not, yeah, you know, Nick, you, you don't sound like a complicated man. It's very like this is what we got to do. We got to go for it, and that's it. I, I've, I think, I think I've now bought my side, my life in, in into very simple terms and kept it simple and minimal kind of a thing, right? Uh, yeah, that's just one of these things. But yeah, I think, I think it's everything's there. Jokers cannot go jacket. It's there. Do it. <laughs> what? How do you um? How do you assess the scenes in terms of in the UK? How do you? What's your view on the UK market to start off with? It, it's hard for me to tell. I mean, one thing, I, one thing. There's a, there's a big change that we've got to all understand now. If, if we talk about the music industry, is Equity Hundasaga. There was the UK hub. England had its own industry. India had its own. Canada had its own. Everybody had their own little pockets of of music kind of thing. Um, and and before. Everybody did their own thing. Who's who kind of thing, kicking it. Now it, it's one big industry. There's the there's the A level, there's the world A levels now. Okay, down there's a in UK you had Market Singh and uh and Hira and this and that and other 
the A-lifters and so on, so on, so on. And, and then now it's basically, it's one world. It's one thing. It's one industry now. Um, your competition is, is now bigger. And, and now it's getting into that big market now and getting into that big hub is restarting all over again now. Right. So there's a, there's a big uh, learning curve on that again. Uh, but what what do you think of the what do you think of the risks then in terms of like of not having it in each of them because like you're right that the world's become smaller and everyone can kind of perform in different cities all around the around the world but I, when you look at the UK market like th th there seems to be a little bit of a revival coming in and a lot of the old school kind of re re redoing it again. I, I, I'm personally a little bit um, kind of naive to that where I, I think sometimes now, you know, where people have had their, where people have their, you know, the opportunity, the, the windows getting smaller and smaller and mm. um, the type of music that they used to release, I think needs to change again now because the new model and style of music is, is changing, and especially even when, um, you know, just going to do a wedding in, in Vancouver and you're hearing, the, the the type of music being played very rarely when we're hearing a Punjabi instrument uh, you know mm. it was always it's trap beats it's English music kicking in now um and I and I think the the all the as 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 the market's turning into one the sounds changing all the same where you had three different sounds now it's it's yeah. all the same I think that's a big risk um it's I mean Yes, it is, but I think if you again, if you if you're in this industry and, and same with any work, right? I mean, again, that's got we group with the bands of where it was just a, you know hanging out with Abdul Sagipa, you kind of thing. There's a lot of girls and a couple of members that went to work in the morning after doing a gig and, and this and that had had nine to fives, and it's come to a point where now where if you want to make this a nine to five, you've got to put it in. Uh, and, and again, it's anything's possible. I've seen a lot of local kids here. Um, there are a couple of local kids now that are, that are pretty much blowing up now, big time. Um, so it's possible you got to just understand the business and, and, and go full force with it. This is like one of the things that Jazzy B party says: if you if you want to dream for it and go for it, put it, put your hard work in for it, and, and it's possible now, right? You get that. You know, I've grown up the time where I had to work at nine to five and do my passion and stuff. But nowadays, if you want to be that. If you want that passion to go, kind of thing, just get on with it, kind of thing. You're younger, and then the also the other thing now as well, it, it's it's all the younger kids that are doing it nowadays, anyway. Uh, do, you think, do you think by having? I always think that, um, that by having that job and having that kind of normal kind of life was the was how those artists humble themselves. You know, it, you know, an artist if he's a dick, he's a dick. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. But if you went to work and all that, you'd understand that you know, come on that whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you see the amount of money that DJs are making, artists are making now are phenomenal. Like, there's nobody there to kind of check them and say, listen, mate, you ain't shit, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> <'Cause everyone laughs> how, how do you kind of, I mean, I, I, I'm only, I'm trying to get it out of here because I know, you know, you see this on a regular and you know, <laughs> you you said it yourself, you've done the rock and roll lifestyle. When you've seen some of these guys and you're like, how close are you telling people to like, Mate, just shut the fuck up, man. I, 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 I can't, man. It's not my nature to do that. I just, I just say, you know, I took it. I, I wish I'm, I'm a well wisher, man. Says, well, um, I, I, I can't 
great. I mean, there's times where somebody says, okay, look, I've, I've done this. What do you think? I mean, what's your true opinion? And then if somebody asks me my true opinion, like I'm a, I'm a Sagittarian, right? You ask my true opinion, you'll get my true opinion on that, right? <laughs> uh, but but otherwise, otherwise, like, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be there to stop anybody's, you know, because like I said, they wrote you kind of passive on there, whatever. I'll let the good, good luck to keep the low man. I ain't into that. I got no time, for, you know, to waste my energy on, on, on something like that. I'd rather just push myself forward and, you know, I get out with it. I, I got no time to pull anybody else down. And just, is there a shock I let him be? <laughs> if, if, they're something, if they're doing something bad, really, really bad, I'll be hard enough. People will tell him that you shit. I'll be hard enough here, hopefully. <laughs> I, I want to kind of get into kind of future and got stargazing and, and I want to get your opinion on this. So, where do you think the market in the in Canada is in the next 10 years? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Um... You've got the pre. You've got the experience of the last twenty. <laughs> the, 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 the funny, the funny thing was, right? Ten years ago, I I, I asked this question: um, Where do I see the market? And and, and, I, and I kind of there's a little interview by of me floating around somewhere on the net where I said exactly where the industry is going to be. That Canada's going to be taking lead. Ten years from now, God knows, man. I think we're I think we're pushing mainstream. Um, yeah, I think I think within ten years we will be going towards mainstream at least. I think the mainstream industries will be changing. If you think of right now, on the especially in Canada now, uh, a lot of the big concerts that are happening in Canada now are by a company called Live Nation. And Live Nation are the company that do big Gora gigs. They've been you know, all, the, all the Drakes and all the big high-end concerts. I think Live Nation is a company that put Now, this company picked up Zajit, did the whole Canada US tour by them. Um, Hence, leading the the lead to go on to uh, Coachella and so on and so on. Uh, AB Dylan was picked up by Live Nation. Um, Raf Safira from UK, um, he's doing a tour with Live Nation. So I think mainstream are picking up in a big way, man. So mainstream knows that there's an that there's money to be made in the Punjabi industry, right? Like John Bollywood, Bollywood, but that's not Jusleyan, right? I'm going anywhere here, right? Now the mainstream is there. I think. I mean, now you can see you've got all the stuff that's happening, all, all the stuff that's happening. We see the music all are passing away. How, how Punjabi music come to the main front, main front now? I can see that leading the way now. So I, I definitely see Punjabi being up there mainstream. So be and it. other languages and other other yeah, music scene. Yeah. I'd say being a, a Punjabi producer is the best time ever now because then you could you got that crossover. I think it's hard, like numbers wise, to do it anywhere else is a bit. Uh, is yeah, a bit I mean, there's 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 love new fresh talent out there. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of young kids out there making beats and stuff. So that I mean, that's the way forward. And I don't see that being the the way stuff for for long term going forward is, is somebody just sitting at all making beats and 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 going from there kind of thing. To down, uh, if you look at hip hop kind of thing. Um, a lot of the lot of the beats people buy from producers kind of thing. I I, I, I now see Punjabi artists doing that now, going and buying beats from from mainstream artists and stuff like that, and and putting their vocals on top and, and being a mainstream track. So I see, yeah, I see, I see Punjabi music definitely being bigger and being a, more of a norm. Jay Z just sang Monday the Patch a couple yeah, of weeks ago. I look at how big that is. Beyonce performed, uh, she had Nag playing, Jazzy's Nag playing at a, at a warm-up or something. I mean, think about that. I mean, yeah, they know they, they know Punjabi music is big and they know there's money to be made. I have to do my, uh, my customary Jazzy B story. But, like, if, 
even in Canada, like how he's how he still dominates the market everywhere is incredible. It's it's unbelievable. He's just, it's, it's it's crazy. Jazzy B Fudge is is a true true rock star man, and I've seen him. I I the first time I saw him, I came on tour with TSB in ninety five ninety six here to Canada to do a show, and that show was crazy as well. There was a uh, Khalid Manak was performing, uh, Muhammad Sadiq and Ajit Kaur, uh, the Durga Rangila, Hans Raj, Hans. Uh, Manmohan Waris had just started off and Sangtar was playing keyboards with him. Um, so I was, I was at this big, I was at this, this massive, massive gig back in back in the 90s. And I, I, I was a, a little 19, 20 year old kid thrown in with superstars like that. So like I said, it was, it was, it was a blessing. Um, but being on that tour was the first time I saw Jazzy B. Baji. Um, he walked into one of the promoters' houses, and everybody was just like, "Who the hell is this kind of guy with his hair kind of all standing up kind of thing?" Um, he came to see Khalid Manak, uh, so Khalid Manak, and 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 from there he left kind of thing. And from there I was like, "Oh, that guy's gonna be be something." Uh, but you know, thirty years later for him and Steve hanging out with him, kind of thing, going on stage with him, such a humble guy, such a Brilliant inspiration, such a such a role model. I mean, I was done. I was COVID about. I was after COVID kind of thing. I was like, okay, fine, I'm done. What do you mean, like, done like with music. the whole music? Yeah, yeah, the music. There, there, there's no live gigs happening. God knows if there was gonna be a live gig ever happening again. God knows what was going on, and you know, um, and it just came to the point where I'm gonna practice when you get these right. So you, <laughs> so, so you were like, so you were like. You're still gonna carry on the radio, right? But like the music yeah, yeah. side of it was like you, you, you made that deal with yourself that this was it. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, I was like, okay, I'm batere sal kalle, right? Um, the the there was like, there's nothing happening. COVID for like three years, kind of a thing, and then Jazzy Jazzy phoned me one day like, oh shit, he wants to, <laughs> he needs my help. He needs to keep up like oh shit, and I'm like, Paji, I'm sorry, man, I'm I'm retired, man, I'm not doing it. And Pajis like he goes, he goes, what else are you gonna freaking do? He goes, you got three weeks, then I freaking set you on stage. And I said, you guys go for it. And uh, yeah, basically he's like, there's nothing else for you to do. Uh, you need to so so he he, he was um... So we gotta thank him in order to, that he brought you back out. Yeah, from a mini yeah, for about a week. <laughs> for, for, for about for about six months. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I was done. I was I was really really done. I, I never practiced uh, during COVID. Kind of thing. most people practiced more. I never practiced. Uh, I was just like, oh, that he gone. You know, I I did a good a good. I don't know how many years I've been in the industry now. Um, don't feel bad. I'm like, okay, it's time to retire, and that's the best time to retire. <laughs> uh, but then, no, but he's like, John, three weeks, you learn my set, here's my samples again, <laughs> go. <laughs> but you also, you, you know, you're also part of in karma and br- trying to bring that as well, you know, trying to start the more of a live yeah, scene yeah. and that. But how did, you, how did you find that experience? I mean, I think when I, when I was coming here, that was one of my visions straight from day one was to come here and set up a band. And and even though, even when I came and visited once or twice, and I got to know a few of the key people kind of thing. So I was 
still mindful of, okay, I want to go there. But the thing was, when I first came here, I was only here for a six-month work visa yeah. uh, through Music Waves. Um, so I, it was it was in my back of my head to do it, but it wasn't so much, one of the, you know, because I, I, I was going to go back. Um, but then I was like, after it extended, I was like, okay, well, Pip, I knew I wanted me because he was with the UK with me from day one, right? He was in retirement back then. I've got Pip out. Um, JP, um, who was with Jazzy B, Jazzy B's original B player. I got to know him. And I was like, okay, well, you know, Ricky guy, I want him on board. And a few of the key, the key, key members that came on. Ricky stumbled along, the bass player stumbled along. Um, I don't, I don't know how Ravi came. Ravi, yeah, Ravi was introduced to another band that we worked with for a bit, and and that was it. We just jammed yeah, along. Who, and... What's the what was the drummer's name? He was he was part time drummer, part time model. You, I remember he used to be always in the, <laughs> he's always in the video with his top off. That that's that's uh, that's our boy Pip man. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Pip, yeah, yeah, that's it. Pip, Pip's Pip's another Pip's another another legend who's who's grown up same. He's he was ahead of me kind of thing back in UK, but so he he did the whole industry with, on on drums in Mulgee, DCS and this and that. Um, and then when he came here, he started playing tall. Right. Okay. Uh, one thing that and he and he sang as well. Um, and yeah, so that was that was. And karma and karma's been and karma's been brilliant. Man. We've had some good times in karma. Uh, it's it's our now seven years. Uh, we just did a, uh, just did some scoring for a TV uh, a sitcom here. Wow. Uh, that's that's been that's uh, you know, like like you have um, like Citizen Khan kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Citizen Khan kind of a kind of a sitcom kind of a thing. So it's one of those. So I was lucky enough. We were lucky enough to get the to get the title of music scores for that. Wow. Uh, so we did that in a couple a couple of the songs. Uh, but yeah, man, in commerce, because no, I, I really, I really, I really respected that because it was like they were. You can see that they were trying in the in in the in Canada, and we see on Britasia, you know, when they like the the music, and you know, they had yeah uh, a couple of good uh, good good tracks as, as well. But it, yeah, yeah. as with a lot of things, if you don't, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, and it you don't you don't that, see them alongside it. That that that's exactly what happened. I mean, we came Ben and Karma put up the first single, Don Najina. Um, we didn't think nothing of it. We just talked it out, and boom, that Don Nigina song UK. In fact, UK gave us a big boost on that. One. Uh, UK picked it up massive. Um, and back in those days, we used to have the websites simply Bangra and chocolate.com and stuff like that. So, those guys were heavy to promotion, promotion and stuff. You know, big, big up to those guys. Uh, but they they pushed us a lot. And it, it, it was just that one song, Don Nigina, just. Lift it up in a, in a big, massive way, and, and put us onto that step. And then from there, the collaborations we did, um, you know, we were performing with Kes Mokabaji a few times. Uh, we did we did the Olympics here with Kes Mokabaji, and and from there, one thing led to another, and we ended up doing a song with him. Um, and then H Dami came here for a concert. Uh, we met H Dami here for a concert. We were best friends with H Dami now, and every time he's on the sides, we hang out with him, and we made a, we made a song with him, Nainash and I with him. Um, and, and 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 that first album was just crazy, um, and, and we just got crazy busy. We just got too busy that we couldn't even follow it up. Uh, and social media was just new those days. Yeah. So we were we were too busy making the music as opposed to promoting the music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we just kind of like all the people. Oh man, we 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 we, had, we we did some crazy shows, man. 
Crazy plans to uh, kind of re re-energize it again, or is it kind of? Oh no, no, hundred percent. We'll be back. Um, we're in commerce. We've, been, we've got uh, new albums, new, we've got new music ready. We've got videos ready. Um, as I said, we just did the sitcom um, recently, and that's doing well on this side. And they they pushing that sitcom to Netflix. So hopefully, at the moment, it's just Canadian uh, sitcom at the moment. Um, but their 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 plans is to push that onto Netflix, and I think they're getting good uh, viewership on that to to hopefully go that way. Um, and, and see hopefully where season two and so on that goes with. Uh, but in terms of Encarma, yeah, we've got new new music that we're working on. Uh, we've just shot three videos a month ago. We've got lots of stuff, lots of music coming up. What, what what's coming? Day, Go on, sorry. Yeah, as, as I say, you know the, the whole of the whole of July kind of thing. We're pretty much out every weekend booked every 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 weekend with the band and that's good for us kind of thing. and you know being being a band the last thing we want is we all, we all have nine to fives all of us individually kind of thing so the, we can't afford to go out every weekend you know for us once or twice a month perfect time pass when you know we get the fun out of it and, and it's good uh but but you know july 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 touch but is, is, is a busy one for us and what does the next sort of uh 12 months look like for you individually Individually, I mean, um, as as well as um, the, the radio show and the radio station, we've got their own plans, their own production stuff as well, uh, projects and stuff. I've got my own little projects that I'm working with the station on digital um, that we're working on, um, bringing the show back um, full force again, the radio show, trying to bring that back as well. Um, but, you know, for us individually, we've got the band is doing well. I've got other vocals that are still holding on to, um, and I finally got the clearance to use them. Um, so there's this 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 stuff that's happening. Um, I I got some, I had some vocals that I had held on for uh, for a long time of Youth Beat Monarch and Kalid Monarch, um, brand new songs that I've held on to. Yeah, um, but they were recorded just before they just before Monarch passed away. Okay. Um, our, our plans was um, that we recorded the songs kind of thing when he was here, and our, our plan was a year later he comes back for this festival for a miller here in Canada, and we were decide okay, so I'll, while that we'll have the song ready, and we get a video. But you know, God forbid, in between he passed away, um, and then the youth beat got ill, um, and then these these songs have just been sitting on my hard drive for years, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, well, the biggest thing firstly for me was like, okay, Jay, my father, they look again, I'm fed, I got there. Right, so I had that thing back on my head as well that I don't want to be taking advantage of this and this. So it's back on my head all along. And then I finally spoke with Jazzy Baji a couple of times. I'm like, Baji, look, I need your blessings on this. And, you know, I want, let's, I want to get this going. And, he, and now Baji's like, okay, do what you want to do. Get it ready. Play it to me. And uh, we'll go from there. So fingers oh. crossed how that works out. But, but, the, but, but the, you know, the, the band stuff is, is big, big and promising for us as well. So, and yeah. And then um, I've obviously told you you're doing your podcast as well soon. Is that right? Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of little plans and stuff, and it's a matter of me just getting off my ass and just doing it. But yeah, the 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 the, the radio show. Um, I want to turn that into a podcast, so it's more of a radio show and a podcast at the same time. Um, I've got the slot and everything sorted out. Um, so it's a matter of just sitting there and lining up guests and getting all that going. So get ready for that. Then we'll be on the on that side as well. This is what this relationship's about. It's about the first transatlantic kind of podcast relationship yeah, where 
you know, it was it was good. And and I really appreciated it as well because like when we had um when we met and we were having that conversation and you and you were saying like how you saw this and then and I'm like I'm like forget that I want to talk to you you know what I mean and it was like it was crazy man. Well, you mean your 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 show has been one of my connections to UK. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, and, and, and 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 you know when I, when I when I saw it, it was like you know I, I watched the Shin one the assignment or Liege. I watched a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Booters and Zeus and this and that. So I've seen all of them. And it's like, wow, well, that was my connection to those guys. Mm. I've grown up with those guys. Simon, uh, my, Simon was auto player with After Maniac. Booter inspired me to play live keyboards. Booter also was one of the first guys who gave me uh, production work. Um, you know, um, he got me, I, I did a couple of tracks for B21 uh, on, on their first album. Um, and then Booter got me on a couple of tracks with um, Sadara Gale and Pure Magic. Wow. Uh, um, uh, that song that's still played at the end of every Everybody, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every, every party. Yeah, I was, you know, I was heavily involved in the, in that track kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, fun ride. But uh, it's it's been, it's been a blessing in disguise, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just blessed. So as you know, if you've been listening to this quite a lot, we come up to the bandwagon section where. I kind of say, is there a bandwagon you can jump on, jump off, or is there anything that you want to get off your chest? This is your space to do, Sony. No. Remember, you're a Sagittarius. <laughs> no. You're a Sagittarius, so if you want to, if you want to say, it, you can say it. No, no. All I want to say to everybody, you know, first I want to say thank you to you. Uh, I just a massive shout out, respect to every musician, every artist out there, uh, hustling, doing this stuff. Um, I'm still watching you guys. I still watch all the videos and stuff. And, and I think it's, I'm still in touch with a lot of musicians from UK. And the, the fortunate thing for me now is being in Canada. I've been in touch with a lot of India, India keyboard players and musicians and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of musicians coming in. So all the musicians out there, uh, all, the, all, all, all the guys that I know uh, that inspired me and stuff, you know, rock on, man. You know, keep, keep doing what we've been doing. And uh, Ricky, thank you, thank you as well, man. <laughs> no, we're definitely well. We're meeting up soon again, hopefully. So, uh, Nick, no, I really, I really, I really appreciate this, and I'm gonna hold you to account when the episode and all that stuff's coming. You're coming back on to promote it, and you're gonna show it, and then we'll we'll, we'll give it the pump that it is. Hundred percent, man. No, I appreciate it, man. Really, really appreciate what you do, man. It's really nice seeing you guys uh, on on the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I keep, <laughs> keep, keep, keep rocking it as well, man. You're doing a great job as well. Keep doing All right, bro. Respect. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out, man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.